Section 8 of Young Folks' Treasury, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Draconis. Young Folks' Treasury, Volume 2. Edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Section 8. Orpheus. Orpheus, the Thracian singer, was the most famous of all the musicians of Greece. Apollo himself had given him his golden harp, and on it he played music of such wondrous power and beauty that rocks, trees, and beasts would follow to hear him. Jason had persuaded Orpheus to accompany the Argonauts when they went to fetch back the golden fleece, for he knew that the perils of the way would be lightened by song. To the sound of his lyre, the Argo had floated down to the sea, and he played so sweetly when they passed the rocks of the Sirens that the dreadful monsters sang their most alluring strains in vain. Orpheus wedded the fair nymph Eurydice, whom he loved dearly, and who returned his love. But at their marriage the omens were not favorable. Hymen, the marriage god, came to it with a gloomy countenance, and the wedding torches smoked and would not give forth a cheerful flame. Indeed, the happiness of Orpheus and Eurydice was to be but short-lived, for as the new-made bride wandered through the woods with the other nymphs, a poisonous serpent stung her heel, and no remedy availed to save her. Orpheus was thrown into the most passionate grief at his wife's death. He could not believe that he had lost her forever, but prayed, day and night, without ceasing, to the gods above to restore her to him. When they would not listen, he resolved to make one last effort to win her back. He would go down to the lower world and seek her among the dead, and try whether any prayer or persuasion could move Pluto to restore his beloved. Near Tanaram, in Lyconia, was a cave among dark and gloomy rocks through which led one of the entrances to the lower world. This was the road by which Hercules descended when he went to carry off Cerberus, the three-headed dog that guards the threshold of Pluto. Undaunted by the terrors of the place, Orpheus passed through this gate and down a dark and dismal road to the kingdom of the dead. Here he came in safety through the crowd of ghosts and phantoms, and stood at last before the throne of Pluto and Proserpina. Then he touched the cords of his lyre and chanted these words. Great lords of the world below the earth, to which all we mortals must one day come, grant me to tell a simple tale and declare unto you the truth. Not to look upon the blackness of Tartarus have I come hither, nor yet to bind in chains the snaky heads on Cerberus. It is my wife I seek, a viper sting has robbed her of the years that were her due. I should have borne my loss, indeed I tried to bear it, but I was overcome by love, a god well known in the world above, and I think not without honor in your kingdom, unless the story of Proserpina's theft be a lying tale. I beseech you, by the realms of the dead, by mighty chaos, and the silence of your vast kingdom, revoke the untimely doom of Eurydice. All our lives are forfeit to you. Tis but a short delay, and late or soon 
we all hasten towards one goal hither all our footsteps tend this is our last home yours is the sole enduring rule over mankind she too when she shall have lived her allotted term of years will surely come under your sway till then i implore you let her be mine but if the fates refuse a husband's prayers i am resolved never to return hence my death shall give you a double boon thus he prayed and touched his harp in tune with his words all around him the lifeless ghosts came flocking and as they heard they wept tantalus forgot his hunger and thirst ixion's wheel stood still the danaids set aside their leaky urns and the sisyphus sat on his stone to listen never yet had such sweet strains been heard in the world of gloom then for the first time tears moistened the cheeks of the furies and even the king and queen of the dead were moved to pity they summoned eurydice and she came yet halting from her recent wound take her says pluto and lead her back to the light but she must follow you at a distance nor must you once turn round to look upon her till you have passed beyond these realms else the boom we grant you will be but vain a steep path led upward from the realm of darkness and the way was hard to find through the gloom in silence orpheus led on till the goal was close at hand and the welcoming light of the upper air began to penetrate the darkness then a sudden fear struck his heart had eurydice really followed his steps or had she turned back and was all this toil in vain torn with anxiety and longing he turned to gaze on his beloved dimly he saw her but for the last time for a power she could not resist drew her back orpheus stretched out his arms and tried to seize her but he only clasped the empty air farewell a last farewell she murmured and vanished from his sight in vain orpheus tried to follow her in vain he besought charon to carry him a second time across the waters of acheron seven days he sat on the further bank without food or drink nourished by his tears and grief then at last he knew that the gods below were pitiless and full of sorrow he returned to the upper earth for three years he wandered among the mountains of thrace finding his only consolation in the music of his lyre for he shunned all men and women and would have no bride after eurydice one day he sat down to rest on a grassy hill in the sunshine and played and sang to beguile his sorrow as he played the coolness of shady branches seemed all about him and looking up he found himself in the midst of a wood oak poplar lime beech laurel ash pine plain and maple and many another tree had gathered together here drawn from their distant forest homes by the sounds of orpheus's lyre yes and the beasts and the birds of the field came too and orpheus sat in their midst and sang and played the tunes of sorrow suddenly a great noise was heard of laughter and shouting and merry-making for this was one of the feasts of bacchus and the women were celebrating his rites wandering over the mountains with dance and revel when they saw orpheus they set up a shout of derision see they cried the wretched singer who mocks at women and will have no bride but the dead come let us kill him 
and show that no man shall despise us unpunished with these words they began to throw wands and stones at him but even the lifeless objects were softened by the music and fell harmlessly to the ground then the women raised a wild shout and made such a clamor with trumpets and cymbals that the soft tones of the harp were drowned by the noise now at last the shots took effect and in their fury the women fell upon him dealing blow on blow orpheus fell lifeless to the ground but he was not to die unwept the little birds of the forest mourned for him even the stony rocks wept the trees shed their leaves with grief and the dryads and naiads tore their hair and put on the garb of sorrow only the pitiless revellers knew no remorse they seized the singer's head and threw it with his lyre into the river hebrus there it floated downstream and strange to tell the chords gave forth a lament and the lifeless tongue uttered words eurydice eurydice it cried till head and lyre were carried down to the sea and on to lesbos the isle of sweet song where in after years alcaeus and sappho tuned afresh the lyre of orpheus but the shade of the dead singer went down to hades and found entrance at last thus orpheus and eurydice were reunited and won in death the bliss that was denied them in life end of orpheus recording by draconis the real basement dwellers podcast will work for money dot net